Welcome to the Right Division Network Podcast, a production of Grace Family Bible Church in Buffalo, New York. I'm your host, Pastor Scott Morton. And we'd like to thank you once again for joining us as we study God's Word, Rightly Divided. We're going to be continuing today here in the book of 1 Thessalonians, and we are here in chapter number 4. And we've been reading verse number 12, which says, That ye may walk honestly toward them that are without, and that ye may have lack of nothing. So last time we started looking at this issue of how the scriptures use this term walk and how it discusses the issues of how it is that an individual is living their life. We started looking at the aspect of what the Apostle Paul says about an individual living their life today. And as we look at what Paul says, we can see how the scriptures look at an issue of this behavior that we are to have based on the dispensation that we are actually in. So we're here in the dispensation of the grace of God, which is the information given to us by the Apostle Paul. And he tells us exactly what it is that we are supposed to be doing for today. But we see how the scriptures indicate some things that went on prior to Paul that go contrary to the doctrine thing. And you see how the scriptures talk about the law system and how God dealt with the nation of Israel. And you can see how Paul makes a reference to this. Let's go over to Galatians chapter number 3. To start here, we're going to see Paul make a reference to the things of the law. When he says here in verse number 10, For as many as are of the works of the law are under the curse. For it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to do them. So, when the law was in place, if a person was not following it, all of the things, and that's why it says, continueth not in all things. And when you really look at the aspect of the law, you can see how you know most people think that the law is just the Ten Commandments. And if I'm doing those things, which most people can't do just those things, that well, I'm doing okay and I'm following what God wants me to do. But when we really look at the aspect of the law, we see that there are over 600 different parts of the law that somebody really would have needed to have tried to follow if they were doing all of the things that were part of this. So, when we look at what the scriptures actually say here, and let's turn over into the book of James now. We're going to look at a passage that James writes, to, you know, and James writes to the 12 tribes that are scattered abroad. So he's writing to, you know, Israel here in, in his book. And here in James chapter number 2, 
we're going to see here, we're going to read verse number 10. And it says, For whosoever shall keep the whole law, and yet offend in one point, he is guilty of all. So, an individual is guilty of breaking the whole entire law if they break it in one point. So if a person has a ham sandwich, they're as guilty as if they had killed someone. If a person wears a piece of clothing that is made up of two different fabrics, they're as guilty as if they had killed someone. You know, those two things are part of the law. And individuals try to get around this by breaking the law into different parts of things to just say, well, you know, and they'll come up with your there's three different sections of the law. And doing that so that way they can discount pieces of the law, just focus on what they think that they possibly could do, even though we know that no man was able to keep the things of the law except the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why we see in the gospel accounts, let's turn over to Matthew chapter number five. We're going to go to the Sermon on the Mount to see what the Lord Jesus Christ is going to say about his relationship with the law here when he says here in Matthew chapter 5 verses 17 and 18 think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets I am not come to destroy but to fulfill for verily I say unto you till heaven and earth pass one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. So he saw that his responsibility and his purpose was that he came to fulfill all of the things that had been given to the nation of Israel. That's why you see how Paul describes it over in the book of Romans in chapter number 15, speaking about how that the Lord Jesus Christ came to fulfill the promises made unto the fathers. Everything that is given in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is a continuation of the program that had been given to Israel. That's why you see the things of the law being spoken of related to that this is what they were supposed to do because this was the covenant that had been given unto them. You look back in Exodus chapter number 19, how it talks about that they would be essentially that kingdom of priests and holy nation if they kept the commandments that were being given unto them, if they kept their covenant. We see how when an individual asks about salvation, here in the book of Matthew, let's turn over to Matthew chapter number 19, and we're going to see an individual come up to the Lord Jesus Christ, and he's going to ask about 
what needs to be done in order to have salvation here. And in Matthew chapter number 19, we're going to start here at verse number 16. And we're going to read all the way down through verse number 26. So Matthew 19, verse 16. And behold, one came and said unto him, Good master, what good things shall I do that I may have eternal life? And he said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. But if thou wilt enter into life, keep the commandments. He saith unto him, Which? Jesus said, Thou shalt do no murder, thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, honor thy father and thy mother, and thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. The young man saith unto him, All these things have I kept from my youth up, what lack I yet? Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, Verily I say unto you that a rich man shall hardly enter into the kingdom of heaven. And again I say unto you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of God. When his disciples heard it, they were exceedingly amazed, saying, Who then can be saved? But Jesus beheld them and said unto them, With men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Now, the individual here that comes to the Lord Jesus Christ, that is asking about salvation, he's asking that a very important question, a question that, you know, I'm sure all of us would love to have somebody come up to us and ask what they have to do to be saved. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ is not giving, you know, he's not going to be sarcastic to somebody asking this question. He's not going to give a person, you know, some sort of hypothetical or just kind of, you know, well, you know, maybe you should do this. He's going to truly answer the question according to the information that is true in that dispensation. So when the individual is asking, what must I do that I may have eternal life? The answer of keeping the commandments is what is needed at the time of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John to have salvation. He's not giving them the gospel message which is for today. The fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again on the third day according to the scriptures, and how someone puts their trust in that and that alone is what gives someone salvation today. You know, he didn't say, you know, I'm going to, you know, there's an event coming up shortly where I'm going to die and I'm going to take care of the issue of sin and you can just put your trust in that because that was not the message which was true at that time. The issue of salvation came 
based on their performance in the nation of Israel during the dispensation that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is written in. They had to keep the law. They had to perform. They had to do all of those good works in order to have and maintain their salvation. And you see how, you know, even as the Lord Jesus Christ gives some examples here of what is in the law, and the individual says, you know, I've done all that from my youth. Now, the Lord Jesus Christ doesn't dispute that. He doesn't say, well, I'm going to give you every single point where you didn't break, you know, you didn't keep this. And, you know, he just says, okay, here's one more thing that you have to do. And this is, you know, the individuals who think that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John apply to us today. They don't want to follow this piece of it when he says, if thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasure in heaven and come and follow me. You know, they don't want to follow that piece of it. You know, they really look at it from the aspect of how this individual, you know, kind of walked away sourful with it. They, you know, they want to either ignore or try to explain away that piece of it, but still try to follow the things of the commandments. This was all one package for them. That's why you see. In Acts chapter number 5 with Ananias and Sapphira, where when they fail to do those things, you know, there is an immediate judgment upon them and they're struck dead because of their failure to follow the command that had been given to them related to their performance. You know, when individuals look at the things of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and they start trying to you know, look at it from an aspect of that this is not what, you know, and say, well, you know, it applies to us, they're really kind of discounting the things of what's said. Let's go over to the book of John, and we'll go to John chapter number 4 for a moment. And we see here in John chapter number 4, and verse number 22, when it says, Ye worship, ye know not what. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews. So during Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, salvation was to the Jews. That's why you see when the Lord Jesus Christ is commissioning the apostles he tells them to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Israel is the focus because Israel's God's chosen people when the earthly program is in place. And with the earthly program and the earthly promises, the performance-based system of salvation is in place. Now, what we see when the dispensation changes and the Apostle Paul is raised up 
and we are dealing with the heavenly hope, the heavenly promises, the body of Christ is the focus, we see how the scriptures talk about the things of the law, and the law is looked at completely different than it was during Israel's program. Let's go over it's back to the book of Galatians. I'm going to back to Galatians chapter number 3. And we're going to see how Paul says in verse number 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is every one that hangeth on a tree. So the aspect of the law system, we have been, as it says, you know, redeemed from the curse of the law. The law has been removed from having an impact on man during this dispensation. We see, let's go over to Romans chapter number 6. We're going to see another statement that Paul makes related to the aspect of the things of the law. And you see, you know, Romans chapter 6, there's, you know, multiple statements here in this chapter that talk about the condition that we are in related to. So we'll pick up here in verse number 7, and we're going to read down. Thing. It says, For he that is dead is freed from sin. For if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more, death hath no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal body, that ye should obey it in the lust thereof. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of righteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead, and your members as instruments of righteousness unto God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. So, the individuals today, in this dispensation, we are not, under the things of the law. You know, now this is something you Peter never could have said this, James never could have said this, John never could have said this. the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, he never could have said that statement. We read what he said about how he came to fulfill the things of the law. He never could have said you are not under the law. It is only when we get to the Apostle Paul in his epistles that we see the things of speaking about how the law has no impact on individuals. It's not part of our program. So when individuals are trying to put themselves under the things of the law, they're frustrating the grace of God. They're quenching the spirit. They're grieving 
the Spirit. Those terms that Paul uses to talk about how an individual is not doing the things that are pleasing unto God. And people think that they're doing all this good and doing the right things, but they're not. You know, it might be you know pleasing unto them to do the things of the law, but it's not pleasing unto God. God has given us very clear instructions about how it is that we are supposed to live our life. He's given us the doctrine that's to apply from the practical sense of things, the information that we find in Romans through Philemon, where the Apostle Paul is giving us all of this information about how it is that we are supposed to be living. He tells us we're to follow him as he followed Christ. You know, that's what we are supposed to be. The Apostle Paul followed the Lord Jesus Christ by grace through faith. And that's what we are supposed to be doing. We cannot follow the things of the law because... One, no man could ever do all of the things of the law. And two, that's not the doctrine that's been given unto us. We've been made completely free from that law system, which is a glorious thing. And that's why you see verse 15 when he says, What then shall we sin because we are not under the law but under grace? God forbid... And then continues to talk about some things related to the sanctification that we are to have. But he's making it very clear that we are not under the law. And it's really, in a way, sad that individuals try to put themselves under a system that never ever could have applied to us today. And trying to say that this is how you're to behave and live your life and leading people into this way of where they think they're doing all of these things that are pleasing unto God. They're not. You know, some people thinking that they're potentially being saved by doing these things, they're not, and they're being, you know, just led into this confusion because of people's in failure to follow the clear instructions that are being given to us by the Apostle Paul. There's a failure to accept that he is our Apostle, that he's giving us the doctrine, that we should really be focusing on the things of Romans through Philemon for today. Not focusing on, you know, trying to follow the things that are written to the nation of Israel that are related to the earthly hope. We need to be focused on the things of the heavenly hope. We need to be focused on our doctrine. We need to be preaching this message to individuals in this dispensation so that way they can have that full understanding of what is truly pleasing unto God and 
what would cause someone to be building the gold, silver, and precious stones at the judgment seat of Christ so an individual can receive the rewards that God truly intends for us to have. Now, we're going to pick up with some of these things in next week's broadcast. And as we close here, I'd like to remind everyone of our website, which is www.gracefamilybiblechurch.org. And on our website, we have a number of study articles. We have some charts to help you in your study of God's Word. We have some you know, previous messages that have been preached, you know, the audio files for those. We have information on how to join our Sunday service and our Wednesday night Bible study live as they're broadcast on Facebook. And if you ever happen to be in the Buffalo area on a Sunday morning, we'd love to have you join us. We meet at 83 Anderson Road on Sunday mornings at 9 o'clock. And as always, as we close here, it's like, to encourage everyone to keep fighting that good fight of faith, preaching this message to this lost and dying world.